for tuning in. This is episode number 208. Thank you for taking the time to join me on this next episode of Lessons in Luke. Uh, In today's episode, we are picking up in Luke chapter 13. Uh, For today's teaching, we will start in verse 10 and read through verse 17. Uh, Just kind of have a simple point here to make, though I believe it is an important one. So uh, thanks again for joining me, and we'll jump right in. So verse 10, starting in verse 10 in Luke 13, says this, On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her, forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for eighteen long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, But the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. So this is a very encouraging, but I think also a difficult story. Um, It's difficult to me because it, it brings an awareness that there, for this particular woman in this particular situation... There was a spirit, an evil spirit that was, it says, crippled by a spirit for 18 years. There was an issue, an infirmity, a dysfunction that she had in her physical body, and it was the result of a spirit that was causing this. Now, that's difficult. It's difficult because it then begs the question, well, to you know, what is causing people's, um, I'll just use the word issues, but you know that that covers a broad range. Um, what is causing their um, dysfunctions, their diseases, their uh, problems? We'll say that word. Um, it, it begs the question: In our day, what are what are causing the problems for people that they're experiencing? Is it just the result of you know, a broken, um, sinful world. Um, is it a spirit that is causing it? We've seen we see many examples in the Bible where a spirit, an evil spirit, is causing or is the source of some bad issue. So, it begs the question: Then, 
what what things are we experiencing that are causing our problems that we just don't have the clarity to discern. So that's the difficulty in this. Um, it's easy then to to try to kind of tag everything, every problem you have as being sourced by some evil spirit, but then you can kind of go overboard in that arena. So you can go too far in the, I don't believe any of that is possible, or you can go the opposite direction of, well, everything is causing, everything is caused by an evil spirit. So you can go extremes in either direction, but it's important to to discern what is the case and which just like you would when you visit a doctor and he does an assessment to see your problem because based on the problem is determines the the approach for the solution so um this is just one kind of introductory point to make um in the difficulty of the passage. But it's also encouraging because we find that Jesus demonstrates his superiority over this issue that the woman is experiencing. And can you imagine for 18 years being bent over and not being able to stand upright for 18 years? And then in a moment, in an encounter with Jesus, that all changes. And so what an encouragement. Um, no matter what you are going through and how long it's been, uh, it can be that in a moment that can all change from a word uh, from Jesus. And so that should be an encouragement. Um, don't let it be a discouragement uh, because you have yet to get the word. Um, re- remain hopeful, remain encouraged um, that in a moment, that could all change. So we find this both encouraging and we find it difficult as we process some of what's happening here. But the the bigger point of what I want to get across in this um, kind of study, uh, devotional study, is we find in verse 14 that because Jesus was healing on the Sabbath, this synagogue leader kind of local body gathering. You could think of it as kind of a church body, but I'm sure there's some who would argue with that. Um, This local body gathering, the leader of it says to the people, paraphrasing here, look, there's six days for you to do this thing called work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. And so the Lord answers him, and he calls him a hypocrite. And so then he gives an example of that. Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or your donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Should not this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, not just some donkey or ox, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? So, There's a couple things that I discover in this portion. Um, What Jesus doesn't want this man to do is to just say, you're right, we we do work 
by leading our ox or our donkey from the stall and giving it water on the Sabbath. You're right. So we should not do that. So that's not what Jesus is hoping for. It's not what he's pointing out this for. Um, he's trying to redesign the value that 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 the people placed on, for one, um, the value of the person, of humanity. But then also, um, I think... He's trying to redefine what is the Sabbath for. And he says elsewhere that uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so he's trying to reestablish a paradigm. And he's also trying to remind everyone, that is the, the people, the, the spiritual leaders of, the, of this group of people, that if if you have empathy for even your your animals should we not have empathy for the daughters and sons of Abraham to to give them deliverance or to give them a a bit of Encouragement is not the right word, but uh, relief, I think that's better. Giving them relief from this issue. And so, it um, for me, this is sobering because this synagogue leader has a paradigm. And he says, there's six days that you can do work what he calls work, and to, come, to not do it on the Sabbath. So he has a definition that's different for work than what Jesus has. And there is, you know, outlined in the Old Testament this, uh, this command of, you know, resting on the Sabbath, you know, keeping it holy. So there's this idea of work and this idea of rest. And for this synagogue leader, and I'm sure many of those standing in the midst of them all, would have shared a similar definition of work and rest. And so this whole encounter to me begs the question of what definitions do I have for both spiritual realities and physical realities in my own life, what what definitions do I have wrong? What conclusions have I drawn incorrectly and inappropriately? Just like the synagogue leader, he didn't have a paradigm for what was happening here. What what things in my own spiritual life and physical life do do I not have a paradigm for? And, and how might I be open to allow the Lord to, to redesign my paradigms? Because I don't want to just stay in the same place and not progress in my spiritual journey. I want to, um, I want to grow and evolve in what He has 
made possible. And so I think it's important for each one of us to ask those questions. What have, what have I defined to be so and so, and and how have I missed it? And and I think that's I think that's important for each of us to ask and to to allow the Lord to answer um, in our lives, so that we can then hear like in this moment, like like they are shown through Jesus's generosity and kindness, uh, through his empathy, what can we discover when we let um, our preconceived ideas and notions step aside and allow him to do what it is that he wants to do? How can we participate with what he wants to do? And how can we push our... um, our paradigms aside and make space for the Lord to do what he wants and uh, to cooperate with his will. I think these are critical questions that we must ask and allow answered. And I think if we will do that with an open heart, I think there are just an infinite number of things that God wants to show us that he wants to do through us and in us so that we can be conduits for his change and transformation in the world around us. So I think this is the the real, you know, diamond lesson that we can get from this among many, many other things. But um, I hope that that resonates with you. I know it definitely impacts me as I am just speaking on it. So thank you for taking the time to join me on this one and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. God bless. If it means I'm close to you I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you